Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take some advice, Paisano. Learn how to mumbo. If you're gonna be a square, you ain't gonna go nowhere. Mambo. Mambo Italiano. Hey, Mambo. Mambo Italiano. Go, go, Joe. Shake it like a Giovanna. Hello, kiss it, did you? You get happy in the pizza when you mambo. Italiano. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever there's a parade around New York City, especially one that's going to have a lot of people, a lot of vibrancy, like the Italian-American community, you better believe it's a great day in New York. Obviously, today is a federal holiday. It is Columbus Day. Now, some people don't want to say it's Columbus Day, but here on Keeping It Real with Alexander Garrett from kindergarten, from first grade, when you looked at the school calendar, it always said Columbus Day. So, yeah, it's Columbus Day. Named, of course, after Christopher Columbus, who whatever you want to say about him, after he founded America and the Americas, go ahead, but don't take down a statue because that doesn't make sense. It's part of our history. It's how we became. Uh, The way he founded our lands. But today really is a day to honor the Italian-Americans that are constantly contributing to society that are raising neighborhoods and communities to be good American citizens, and that are great people involved, you know? And and so I love whenever this day is celebrated, whenever St. Patrick's Day is celebrated, because those are the communities that really are the dough, if you will, to this beautiful, beautiful country we live in. Now, some cool stuff. I, I had some involvement today. Because a friend of mine, a media personality here in New York, Dr. Dan Miller, invited me out to be part of a breakfast by the Petrosano Association. I'll tell you what that is in a second. It's a very cool group uh, of Italian-Americans that uh, celebrate the holiday and actually in the parade Every year, and Dr. Dan happened to be invited to it, it's called the Lieutenant Detective Joseph Petrosino Association in America, Inc. And they honored Detective First Grade Dolce Veve, Anthony Venditti, posthumously, Elizabeth Colello, officer of the Consulado General d'Italia in New York, 
and others involved with Joseph Petrosino. And so you had to look him up. The Lieutenant Detective Joseph Petrosino Association in America, Inc. And um, you can find him online. But in this breakfast, at, which was at Rockefeller Center, at Cusina, by the way, at this breakfast, two very interesting people. Maybe this voice you'll recognize, the voice of Tom DiNapoli. He had some words to say about marching on the Columbus Day Parade, being Italian, and being the comptroller of this great state of New York. Well, Columbus Day is a great day, not only to celebrate great explorers, but really all things Italian. This day has come to be an occasion to say the Italians have contributed a lot to the success of America. So it's a joyful day, and I'm very proud to be here. As controller, how do you how do you support the Italian community? Well, I, you know, I, I try very hard uh, with all of my work to remember my roots and my heritage. Certainly, I always support the cultural events. We're doing our own Italian cultural celebration on October 23rd in, uh, in Westchester. Yep. And okay, the, great. At the Pope Foundation headquarters in Chicago. And uh, I support organizations like the Petrosino Association. They're honoring wonderful people. Very and close association with law enforcement. And another March down Fifth Avenue today. That's got to be special. And it's a beautiful day, too. So, uh, with everything going on in the world, it's a nice day to have a good parade. Absolutely. Hey, thank you. Happy Columbus Day. And people are like, well, why are you saying Columbus? And you're supposed to be politically correct. Well, he can say Columbus Day. It's Columbus Day. Professor Edward Jackson. It's. I'll get to that interview in a second. It's how we were raised up, taught. 1492, Columbus sails the ocean blue. And then I got into talking with a professor from the, well, St. John's University, Staten Island campus. He's a professor in Italy. His name is Professor Edward Jackson. And uh, he tells his story about living in the Bronx in a very Italian community. Take a listen to this. Very interesting stuff here on Keeping It Real with Alexander Garrett. And, and professor, you're a professor of Italian at yes. St. John's Staten Island. Uh, yes, St. John University in Staten Island. But what brought you here to the Petrosino uh, Association breakfast? I'm a member of the Italian Welfare League, and uh, they asked me to march in the, in the Columbus Day Parade, which I do every year for, uh, say, the last 10 years. Tell us about the Welfare League. I mean, what, what is that exactly? Yeah, the Italian Welfare League started about 100 years ago. And what they did, these were ladies that were uh, bilingual. And uh, they would help the immigrants that were successful on coming to the mainland from Ellis Island. They would help them to settle in New York, in one of the five boroughs, or also to, if they had relatives or in other parts of the United States, they would help them with car fare and contacts to get to them to their relatives wherever they were in the United States. Isn't today just a beautiful day? Obviously, every second Monday of October, we honor the Italians in New York City and elsewhere. And their What's contributions. What, exactly. What does this day mean to you? Uh, this day means a lot to me in a sense to celebrating uh, an individual, uh, Christopher Columbus, who uh, used Magellan's maps and said that uh, on the ocean, uh, beyond the horizon, there was terra firma, there was land, where everybody else felt that they were going to fall into flat earth, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. flat earth kind of thing, and they would fall off the earth themselves. And what he did was 
he he discovered basically the Caribbean, and he took that information back and told the um, told the Europeans right. that there was terra firma, there was land on the other side of that horizon, right. and that's the day we're celebrating today. And uh, you know, was it? Would you say Columbus is the reason why I got into Italian, or what was it about studying Italian that, that drew you to? Uh, I, I grew up outside of the African American community. I grew up in an Italian uh, community up in the Bronx. And um, in that neighborhood in, in itself, there were immigrant women from the from World War II, and they would speak to me as a child in Italian. And in those days, all children had to respect their elders. So I, as young children, five, five and a half, we understood what they were asking for, getting their groceries or doing them favors. And as a part of that, they taught me some Italian words. And from there, when I had gone to college, I decided that uh, I wanted to be a teacher and a teacher of Italian. And I, I have to tell you, so obviously there's also a stigma, but you seem to be fighting that stigma. You seem to be saying, hey, these are great people. And, and oh, that's why that message just needed to be heard. You know? No, absolutely. Because what, 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 I mean, the other side of the horizon would have been discovered at some point. And what Christopher Columbus tried to do was to try to find some king uh, in Italy to finance his his his, his, uh, his voyage, but he had to go to Spain, and um, <laughs> the Queen of Spain fell in love with this Italian, and she convinced her husband Ferdinand to sponsor the, the ships and the rest of history. Have you uh, have you marched in the parade before? Yes, I marched in the parade uh, every year. And what's a, it must be fun marching up Fifth Avenue, seeing the Italian flags waving all over the place. Yeah, it's wonderful. But I see, I. I I, I, I wear the Italian flag for myself because of the gifts that were given to me over the years for my contribution in promoting the Italian culture through teaching the language. Amen. Thank you so much, Professor Jackson. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And uh, there you have it. So, two awesome people. I, I love running to Tom DiNapoli. Very friendly controller here in New York State. And I like uh, talking with Edward Jackson. Definitely going to keep in touch with him. The professor of Italy, Italian. In, uh, here in New York. Uh, at Staten Island's campus for St. John's University. Now, it is a nice way to take a breather. Alex G in NYC, by the way. Alex G in NYC. Uh, Tom DiNapoli mentioned the political environment we're in. It's nice to take a breather and have some fun. Have a celebration in New York. And on Friday, I mentioned I'm going to tell you all sides of the story. And I remembered, I remitted to tell you, I omitted the fact that a State Department woman, a former employee, told uh, lawmakers that she was forced out by President Trump. Now, it's funny because this, this, this transcript was released because of what she said, right? That the executive ambassador testifies Trump pressured State Department to ouster. People could say, oh, this is shady, this and the other. I didn't really want to pay it mind. And this is the whole argument. This is the whole argument when it comes to the impeachment inquiry updates, if you will. All right, Matt Gates getting thrown out of a meeting today because he's on judicial 
committee and Adam Schiff didn't want him there. He wasn't on any of the three committees that subpoenaed. It was kind of crazy. Gates has a press conference coming out of that meeting after being ejected from it. Shows you how tolerant Adam Schiff is. I don't know. Maybe he shouldn't have been in there, but worth a try, I think, for Gates. Anyway, here's the thing. Any story you see that says, oh, Trump did this. The EU ambassador is going to say Trump sent a call about the quid pro quo. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. But you know what's more disturbing? When you see stories coming out that Schiff hired two lawmakers, uh, two, two staffers that worked with the whistleblower. When you see that the whistleblower himself worked with Joe Biden. Those are disturbing stories to me because it just shows the charade, the farce, the outlandishness that the Democrats are portraying to you. And if you don't read the other side, you're going to believe everything they say. But if they really care about transparency and clarity, they would be honest and say, hey, you know what? This guy worked with Biden. Uh, that's a conflict of interest. Hey, you know what? These staffers work with the blow a whistleblower. Oh, another conflict of interest. We'll never hear that, though, from the Democrats. We'll never hear that. But we should. Because, and I'll wrap up my thoughts on Columbus in a second. But because if you're going to ask Trump for all these different things, tax returns and memos and notes for the special counsel, thousands of pages of notes, if you're going to ask him of all that, <clears throat> right, then you yourself should admit us to us, hey, we have guys connected with the whistleblower. Oh, and by the way, Hunter Biden's resigning. Doesn't that really admit guilt? I think so here on Keeping It Real with Alexander Garrett. I think so. I truly think so. And... It's this this impeachment thing is not the reason why I have concerns about the Trump presidency. It's this getting out of the way that we seem to be doing for Erdogan that really is disturbing me. They say, well, Turkey's hitting ISIS prisons. Yeah, well, they're escaping the prisons. They're not getting killed. So figure me that one. Kurds are working with Syria and Russia now. And if, if, if this ploy was to show NATO up and say, hey, if you're not going to pay your fair share, we'll just let Turkey do whatever they want. Erdogan's an evil man. There's no coincidence and no accident that a coup is about to take place, try to take place in 2016 against Erdogan himself. No accident. But four years later, we just said, you know what? We'll get our troops out of the way for you, Erdogan. Which is scary to me. And we're going to withdraw even more from Syria. First it was 50, now I think it's the whole troops squad over there. Going to come back home. Meanwhile, the juxtaposition is we are putting troops in Saudi Arabia. Every dang week, there seems to be an announcement by Mark Esper. So if there's one thing that I think you can criticize Trump for, 
It isn't the perfect conversation stuff. It's this way he's trying to use actual lives. Civilians are getting killed by the way in this Turkish strikes. To show NATO up. To maybe convince NATO, hey, Turkey's a bad guy. We should get him out of here. Which in my reading, by the way, it's going to be a tough task to do. Because as I shared on my Facebook page, keep it real with that, Alexander Garrett, you can find me at Real Alex Garrett on Facebook. Find me at AlexGeneNYC on Twitter. Find me at AlexGeneNYC on Instagram as well. But I really wanted to burst out and talk about this. Stripes.com. No, not referees or anything. Stars and Stripes is the is the website. The writer is John Van Vandiver. And he says, even if there was consensus inside NATO about kicking Turkey out, the 70-year-old military alliance would have to overcome this, that there's actually no mechanism for NATO to revoke a state's membership. How does that happen? How do you not have a, a mechanism to revoke a membership if they're misbehaving? He goes on to write, while Article 13 in NATO's Washington Treaty offers a way for a county, a country to quit, the charter is silent on how to force out a member state that has fallen out of favor. Lindsey Graham's calling for their suspension from NATO. And others are saying completely expel. So that means NATO has to amend their treaty. Get a unanimous support from all members, <laughs> including Turkey. So if you wanted to show NATO up, President Trump, if you wanted to show Turkey up, because I do not believe you're a puppet for any of these evil leader uh, dictators like Putin, like Erdogan, like Kim, though you've been portrayed as a puppet. I don't think you are. I think you have genuine intentions. But if you wanted to show up Turkey, you could have done it by literally sanctioning them from the start. Not have them attack and kill just to prove a point that, hey, Turkey's bad, we should get them out. Hey, Turkey's bad, we should sanction them. You're the president of the United States. You have justification to do this. Sanction them if you want. But playing with lives just is not sitting right with me. And I don't think it sits right with many Americans, to be honest. But I do believe, after thinking about this, he wants to show NATO up the Merkels, the Macrones, the Trudeaus of the world. He wants to show them up And he's taking and he's risking lives for it. That's got to be a bit disturbing. And one final thought on Columbus Day. 
while you may think what Columbus did, obviously, was awful, barbaric, heinous, murderous, calling it Indigenous Peoples Day doesn't make sense either. Because wasn't it just two months ago that everybody was mourning the Amazon fires set by Indigenous people? Strange how we just forget about that when it's politically convenient to forget that indigenous peoples themselves have been burning the trees in Brazil for their own lands. You mourn them, the trees, but you side with them when it's politically convenient for you. Oh boy. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about that. Because... Sadly, sadly, I, I think it should still always, it, it should be Columbus Day. And having emergency meetings about it doesn't make sense. I'm Alexander Garrett. Have a beautiful rest of your federal holiday, Columbus Day 2019.